0: Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. We thank you, our Father, and we give you praise. Thank you because you are here already doing that which only you can. We submit. We submit to your Lordship. We permit your move in here and online. We ask, Father, that which you have prepared for us with joy and with thanksgiving, in humility of hearts we receive this morning, that your word would instruct us. It would lighten up our path and our lives. It will cause us to gain divine perspective. It will do an internal and an eternal work in us, causing us to be more like you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Go ahead and please be seated as we continue the rest of the service. So I hope that you partnered with God. I hope that you responded to the call. And God bless you for doing that. For those who are still thinking, brooding, and you still want to go and pray about it, it's all right. We got you. But please put down your details so we can follow up with you. Or Feel free to just walk up to any of um, our leaders. Anybody wearing this shirt, actually, you can just speak with them and tell them you're interested in um, joining God's work here. Okay, so quick um, reminders. We have membership class holding the third Sunday of this month. So that's two Sundays from now, but we just thought to give you an early um, notice so you can prepare uh, to stay back after service and be a part of this class. It allows you to know about the Life Point movement a whole lot more and to understand what God is doing here and see how you can be a part of it, to commit uh, to being a part of it. Part of the benefits of membership, sometimes you want to, get a, well, there's certain types of job. They ask you to get a letter from your church or school admission, depending on the school or country. Sometimes you want to get married and they're asking you from your spouse's church to come and get a letter from your church. If we don't know you, we cannot attest for you. So please, please, please um, be a part of the membership class. We're having our first in-person meeting with everyone who gave their hearts to Jesus. That's happening. um, The first one for this year is happening on Saturday. 11th of february and uh, it promises to be a refreshing time so if you're already um if we have your details we will reach out to you but please if you're not sure we have your details and you want to be a part of this class essentially want to help you on your journey we recognize that it can be lonely um serving god in this in, in, in nigeria let's localize the conversation it can be lonely just walking with god not even serving him now but just I haven't given your heart to him you need a community of people that can strengthen you. So we please encourage you to put down your details if you haven't given them to us prior to now so that you can be a part of this um, Hangout. Registration for the marriage preparatory course, if you're looking to get married this year, the first cohort for this year is starting on the 19th of, on the 23rd of March, um, but registration closes on the 19th. So please go to the InfoPoint desk. If you're online, they'll put the link on there. You can send an email to reach out at lifepointng.org. You're looking to get married. you want to participate in premarital classes, please go ahead and put down your details. Okay, for the benefit of those worshipping with us for the first time, we started a teaching series in the month of January, um, where we dealt with the clouds of glory. And today we're finalizing, or we're wrapping it up. Last week we had an amazing time, just a Listening and responding to questions that people had asked in the course of the teaching series. So one of the things we, we, we do very well here at LifePoint is to ensure that we keep things as practical as possible. It's not enough for us to just preach um, and leave you um, wondering, how do I directly apply? So we try and make the word as practical as possible, but we also create um, a service where we take questions and people are allowed to uh, freely express themselves. So they send these questions to us ahead and then we talk through them. So I hope you were blessed by last week's service for those who were present. Yeah? Awesome. So today we will be speaking about the language of glory very briefly. Um, Our anchor scripture, just as I referenced earlier, is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 60 from verses 1 to 3. How many of us can say it together? Can we go? One, two. Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. Darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen in you. Gentiles will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Multimedia, I started and finished that scripture. He put, in, put it up It is well. Okay, but um, that scripture is one that I hope you and I continue to internalize. In fact, that's got to be someone's. You don't have a declaration for this year. It's something you should declare over yourself. I, Oluwabusola. Abiola, I arise and I shine. It's something you can say to yourself every morning. You know, you're having a bad day. It's something to say to yourself. You see, because the constant communication and declaration of God's word strengthens you. It reminds you of the Father's promises. And that's what we're speaking about today. The language of glory. There's a vocabulary that we need to embrace in this journey. There's how we speak in the kingdom. And it's not Christianese. It is not the dull, shouts, wouldn't, and, you know, it's not any of those. It's not the KJV language. There's a language of the spirit that activates and unlocks divine blessings, that activates and unlocks divine promises. At prayer meeting yesterday, for those who were present, one um, of our pastor, um, led us to pray concerning light. And she spoke about three dimensions in which lights, um, in which we enable light, the light of God in our lives. And one of the, the third dimension was words, the words of our mouths. She spoke about hearts as well. But words, and that's what we're amplifying this morning. What are you seeing? Help me ask your neighbor. What are you seeing? What have you been seeing? We completed a 22 day fast. And I imagine that a lot of us during that fast, we've been, you know, aligning, because we've been declaring the word, we've been reading scripture. So we've been aligning. But as the 22 days, fast-ended, and you reverted to status quo, you started eating a bun, drinking, whatever. Has your language changed? So help me ask someone, has your language changed? Has your language changed? And it's important we ask ourselves this, this very critical question. You see, because we said in the course of the teaching that one of the ways that we seed up, if you remember the divine water cycle, from the collection phase to what? Evaporation to what? condensation. Is it condensation before precipitation? Then precipitation. If you recall that divine water cycle, one of the things we said is that we need to seed our clouds. We need to constantly declare God's word. We need to speak from a position of victory. We need to align what we are saying with what God is saying. And I'll read a scripture very quickly from Hebrews 11 verse 3, the Amplified Translation. It says, by faith, That is, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. We understand that the worlds, the universe, the ages were framed and created, formed, put in order, equipped for their intended purpose. The universe, the worlds were formed, they were put in order, and they were equipped for their intended purpose. How? By the word of God. So, you and I be doing a great disservice to ourselves when we are not aligning what we say with what God is saying concerning us, with what God has said concerning us, with what the Word has documented concerning us. I always say, how do you know what is in the Word without getting into the Word? It's impossible. So you have to first start off with extracting the Scriptures, the promises of God for you from the Word. So he says that this forming, this putting in order, this rearranging, this recreation, you don't like the way your world currently looks. You rearrange it with your declarations in alignment with what God is saying concerning your life. There has to be that. Otherwise, we will find ourselves constantly far from the intended picture, just as it says here. That you equip with words for their intended purpose. So how are you and I equipping our lives for its intended purpose? If we're not speaking God's word over our lives. So words are spiritual and they release spiritual power. Jesus would say in scripture, John 6, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that come out of me to you are spirit. And alive. What is coming out of you? What are you saying? Are your words building up or are they destroying? Are your words edifying or are they belittling? Are your words aligning with what God says or are they are aligning with what is happening around you? What is happening, what you can see with your physical eyes? Some of us have hinged our success and our progress to the outcome of the elections unconsciously some very deliberately you have made plans if this person doesn't win i'm just exiting this country if this person wins i'm moving to abuja you have curated plans based off of what will be well it's great to make plans The question is, what is God seeing? What is his intended purpose for your life? And how do you figure it out? So this morning, the language is where we're focusing on. If you want to understand all the other parts of it, come for midweek service. We always break down the word in midweek service a whole lot more. We don't have so much time, Sunday services. Um, But three rules of engagements that I want to quickly get into, because when you think about the word, you have designing words, you have encouraging words, you know, you have uh, restoring words, and of course, your words should equip you. But the three rules of engagement: one is to say what God says. Help me tell someone that, guys, we have to teach this message together. So help me amplify just in case they did not hear, tell me loud it at the back for the people behind. Say what God says. Tell them that person you didn't talk to, then turn to turn to the other person you avoided. Tell them, say what God says. This month you have to be intentional. Guys, we have to be intentional about our lives. Let me give you a quick story. So I went to get my PVC with a very dear person. Um, And we were on the queue, so we got there and it was, we were, (laughs) I was 170 something. And I was supposed to go back to work. This was after they had told us, oh, you're not getting this in this particular location. It's that other place. By the time we got there, there was of course a mammoth crowd. We joined the queue and we were there. And this person said to me, so let me be honest. Now in 2021, last quarter of 2021, I dealt with a back issue, a major back issue that left me immobile for an extended period, a couple of weeks. I was literally almost bed reading, I was in bed. And 2022, God, I mean, did his thing. I was much better and all. Sometimes, and I know it's weird to say this, but I can be vulnerable with you guys. Sometimes in the course of last year, a thought will come to me, especially when I'm stressing out, I'm doing so much and not resting as much. I will just remember the voice of my, um, what's, I, what, I can't even remember his role again, but the people that check baksha. not <laughs> somebody said back checkers. Uh, my orthop, orthopedic surgeon, yes. He, I would remember his voice, and he would say, where I could he clearly hear him saying, oh, you have to stand up every hour, you can't, have to, uh, you can't afford a sedentary lifestyle, you must be very ma- mobile, Yada yada yadda, yad. you need to go back to playing tennis, you need to do, you know. Sometimes, when my back just was, eh, that fear just creeps back in. Anyway, fast forward, I went to pick up my PVC, and we were on that queue, and a thought just flitted into my mind, that shouldn't you just tell them that you are having back issues, back pain. Now, I actually said to the person I was with that I was getting a bit tired, you know, and it, it would be nice to get a chair to sit. So the person took that information and just thought, okay, since you said your are back, there's a way we can just package this matter. Let's just go. So she went to meet the coordinator, the person in charge of the PVC distribution there. I said, ah, there's someone who's here. She has, like, back issues. Yeah, yeah. I said, ah, ah, no, 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 please let the person come. She came and met me and said, oh, this is what she's done. I said to her, I didn't ask you to do that. Yes, I thought about it, but I didn't even say it to her. I only just said to her that I was feeling a little funny. Um, I wasn't having back pain, but I was just uncomfortable. She said, oh, no, they've asked us to come. So let me just follow you, you know, so we we'll just... And the Holy Spirit rebuked me there and then. I said, you try it. Are you trying to bring this thing back? And I, and I know it's weird for some of our minds, because what God has done, he's done, it, it's perfect, my healing's complete and all that. It can never come back. But there was a way my mind was, be, could have become accommodating, of it and I rejected, I said, I'm not going. And I could see she was visibly upset, because she had done all the, you know, I mean, to get through the crowd first, to get there, to ask for this type of open door, and... Not, use, not utilize it, but I just rejected it with every part of my body. I said, my back is not hurting me. I will not leverage a situation that does not exist. And she kept quiet. And I said, God, you have to honor this thing. You have to honor this faithfulness now. How shall we do? 170 something. I'm here all day. And there's, there are things to be done. And then an idea came to me that, okay, this person needs to go to work. She's supposed to be at work for, that's the person we went together. She's supposed to be at work for 12 or something. So how about you go and tell them and ask if it's possible for you to collect on her behalf? Now, I'd mentioned that to person. the person. person said, oh, no, they, they said they're not giving others. You have to be there in person to collect for safety and obviously for security reasons. But strong, that thought just came very strong. So I went in. I just said, Navigated through the crowd, excuse me, excuse me. Oh no, I'll be back, that's my position there. Just sort of assured them because it gets very volatile when they see you trying to shunt. So I went and I spoke to the woman. Oh, I have someone who needs to leave. She's my family member. I'm going to, I would like to ask if I could pick it up for her. I'm right here. I'm number 170 something. I'm going back to my space. I just want to know, can I please pick for her? And the woman just said, ah, since you have already entered, you better just stay and collect it. And that was it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I said, God, you are a rewarder. Oh, Baba, you know they fail. No, for real. I mean, and it was a lesson. It was a lesson to the person. I said, you see? I said, that's how I would have collected something that was not my load. I would have called in pain again. Hell no. I'm not, is that church appropriate? Forgive me. Let's just move on. But you get the picture. So you have to say what God says. You have to ensure your words align. So what is God saying about you? It's not about what the economy is saying. And I know there's real scarcity we're dealing with. You know, the scarcity of Naira. I mean, it's so frustrating. Like, how can we not have money? Everybody now, I don't have cash. I don't have cash. All of a sudden, we have become cashless by force. By force. And I imagine your frustration, but you cannot let your environment determine what comes out of you. You've got to speak life. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. You have to train yourself to constantly speak life, because the more you declare life, the more light dawns upon your heart, the more light shines, the more your environment changes. You cannot get tired of speaking. Someone will say, "I've been speaking this life since I've not seen anything." Keep at it. You see, Scripture says that God exalts His word above His name. The integrity of His word. God takes it more importantly than his name. Because he knows that he is who he is by reason of him abiding to his covenants and his commitments. By him ensuring that these things that he has promised you get done. So don't get tired. Don't get tired of speaking the word. He has given us authority. Jesus says the father gave him a command to speak. And so he would always speak. Jesus would speak from a place of His position, his identity. He understood who he was. He recognized that, look, I am who I am. And so you say, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Who are you? What has God said concerning you? And how can you continue to declare these things? What does scripture say about you? Someone is saying, "Eh, I've been saying it, I'm the head, I'm not the tail. I'm the head, I'm not the tail. And yet I've been feeling tailish all my life. It's all right. You are the head. Someone says it has been giving tail. You are the head. That does not change you. The circumstances will align eventually. Someone saying that this married business maybe it's not even for me. Or you look at your spouse and you say, my this 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 knucklehead, this knuckle coconut head, this, this one. All men are scum. All men are scum. You will attract a scum. All men are scum. You will attract a scum. That's the truth. There are no good men around. There are no good men. My husband is a good man. He's a fantastic man, an amazing man specially designed for me. You will attract. Scripture says, God God said to them in numbers, he says, whatever I hear them say is what I will do. What are you saying? People of God, what are you saying? What is coming out of your mind? I'm just playing. We are spirit beings. Life is in the spirit. Don't play away your destiny. Play, play. (laughs) Life will show you shake. Okay? He says, let the word of God dwell in you in all richness until it overflows into you. Spirit-inspired utterance. Spirit-inspired utterance. Check yourself. What am I saying? You know, you have to get to a place where your spirit is just uncomfortable. You just reject certain things that people say around you. I remember at some point in time in my life when I was starting my career in banking and I was posted to a particular branch of a bank in the southwest. I got in there. Myself and my best friend, interestingly, were posted to the same location. And we met people there. I mean, they had nothing good to say about that particular region. Or people never get confirmed on time. So we had people who had been there, had not been confirmed as full staff members, two years, three years. That was about the average, from like 18 months all the way up until three, four years, people had not been confirmed. And I was just getting there. I said to them, my case is different. I will be confirmed in six months. Why? Because I know that I'm not slothful in my work. I know that I will give my best to this job. But my case has to be different. And you know what the Holy Spirit taught me then? Was I only just need to see one person that this thing is working out. Even if it is not, I need to be able to see in the eyes of my spirit that this thing is possible. I believe and then I speak. And so I said to them there. But God brought to my remembrance that there was one person there, the zonal director of the place. I don't know whether it is out of favor, whether it is a function of um, he's from the community or, the, or the, the town or the state or the whatever of the, of the power brokers. I really don't care. But I see this person is excellent at what he does. And I see him making progress. It's all right. And I said to them, six months, I got my confirmation. And it was as though when that happened, myself and my best friend, every other person said happening for them. You are light. You are light. Wherever it is you are, you are light. And you need to function as light. Okay? The second thing very quickly as we wrap up. Speak to yourself and speak for yourself. Speak to yourself and speak for yourself. 2 Corinthians 4:13 says, and since we have the same spirit of according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and we therefore speak. You need to declare Jesus would speak to Peter. Peter, one of his favorites, his team members, one of the core. He recognized the wrong spirit around him. He rebuked it. Get thee behind me. He, said, he addressed the spirit. He wasn't calling Peter Satan. It's the spirit inside of him that was trying to speak and saturate the atmosphere with what was not of God. Some of us were very permissive. We sit in gatherings. People are just throwing words around. They're speaking about destinies. And they say, oh, all of us we just die here. Now here we day. We go just finish. Keniko, Everybody watching online, Sharon, I know you have an accent now. Bear with me. Okay. But you get the picture. You cannot sit down and they're just throwing stuff around. I say, all of us together. This Nigeria, we just finish our destinies. Why? I will eat the good of the land. I will prosper. This land will yield its increase for me. Because God did not make a mistake putting me here. Except you think God made a mistake. If he did not, then the earth must yield its increase for you where he has placed you in the different nations of the world. Because of who you are. Scripture says that you are seated with Christ far above principalities and powers. Some of us are still dealing with uh, bad dreams. Somebody's chasing me in my dream. Somebody's chasing me and they are bringing food to eat, for me to eat in my dream. Well, I, you will add, but. Pardon me. But what I was going to say was that uh, can I give you my order? Tomorrow night, bring it. If this night, since you, you have time to cook, let me give you my order. But some of us will wake up and you are shake shake so scared. God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. You need to operate from a place of power, guys. And I'm not even trying to hype you. This is the life. It's a life in the spirit. Uh, see, life is lived in the spirit. The people who live life in the spirit, who walk in the spirit, are the ones that are progressing, though. Know? And I know you come and tell me now, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Warren, these people are not Christians. You don't know what they are dealing with. You do not know what they are dealing with. Let's move on. Today is not the day for expanding that scripture. The third thing, don't say what you don't want to see. Do not say what you do not want to see. Do not permit it. Just reject it with every fiber of your being. You start to feel funny in your body, it's okay. But don't permit it. Skip speaking to it until it disappears. Keep speaking to it till it disappears. And I know that there's the sovereignty of God and all that. But you see, I need for us to understand that there's, uh, God, Scripture says that we, we have to believe the Word of God. Fundamentally, it's an, a trust issue I see that a lot of us are dealing with. Where we feel like we've tr- tried God and it hasn't really delivered. Or this thing has extended for far too long. And I sympathize, I, I, I understand I've been in my own waiting seasons and on my own waiting journey, and I'm still waiting for God on, on something now. And I remember a few nights ago when I was just leaving work, the Holy Spirit dropped something in my heart. It was as though I felt a portal opened, and I needed to just key into it. And it was just a song. God will speak to you in different ways in this season. Your heart needs to be receptive. It was a song. It was Nathaniel Bassi and Chandler's Olongu Agbaye. And I was, my heart swelled with so much, Hmm, I don't know the word for it. You know when you get into that place where you can't literally just describe how you are feeling, but you know that God has done this already. The God that changes impossible situations, the one that turns things around, is the God of the universe. Scripture says that he cops the water's in the hollow of his hands. You go and try it. You cannot even hold a small cup of water in your hand. It will, it will spill. But God holds it. That's what scripture says. Scripture speaks about the mountains and, and, and the hills. You know, He measuring them like scales. That is the God that you and I have. That is the God that is our Father as well. That's so why I can rest in him. I can rest in him because I know that he would move the heavens and the earth to ensure that this thing is fixed to ensure that this thing ends in victory and in praise. And if that's your position this afternoon, do you want to go ahead and just lift up your hands? I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, because I know that you are changing things. You are changing things. You are turning things around for my good. Thank you, God, because you are restoring in me the spirit of faith. You're restoring in me hope and trust in you that I declare as it is written concerning me. What is written has the power to overturn what is happening, guys. What is written has the power to overturn. And we learn from Jesus how he would constantly declare. It is written. It is written. It is written, that is how someone needs to pray. It is written that he was bruised for my iniquities, that the chastisement of my peace is upon him. It is written that I was healed over 2,000 years ago. It is written that I have all that I need. It is written concerning me that I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. It is written concerning me that I am seated with Christ. In heavenly places. It is written concerning me that I have been adopted as a son. I'm a child of God. I'm a child. You know, you need to declare these things. It is written concerning me in the volume of the book. To do your will, oh God. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. I want to give someone an opportunity before I leave this morning. An opportunity to just come into sonship. That's the first step. That if you don't even know him, there is no way to be able to benefit from the blessings that is accrued to sons. And when I use the term sons, I speak not um, considering gender. Now we're all sons of God; we're children of God. I want to invite you into this family, into this union. I want to ask that you've done life your way for a while. Now it's time to do life God's way. Maybe you even had given your heart to him at some point, and life has discouraged you quite significantly you've decided to just you know give God a a, a distance he loves you he loves you dearly and deeply you matter to him you may not be able to fully fathom all that is happening but I guarantee you that he's in that storm with you he's in that pain with you he's in that trial with you there and He just needs for you to trust Him. So do you want to take a step and just surrender once again? Surrender your heart to Him and invite Him in. If that is you in the room with all eyes closed, heads bowed, we'll give you the privacy of the moment. Please go ahead and just raise your hand. Raise your hand so we can help you. And that's the only reason why we're asking. It's a personal decision between you and God. But we want to be able to support you on this journey. Is why we're asking that you please indicate Go ahead and raise that hand and I will pray with you. If that is you, I want to give you an opportunity to please respond to this call. You want to give your heart to Jesus, you want to surrender to Him. You want to identify with Him. You want to understand who He's made you in Him. You you cannot find yourself outside of Him. It has to be found in Him. So please go up and raise your hand. And if you're online, go ahead and indicate in the comment section. We have um, our hosts and uh, ministers online who would share with you a form for completion. So we can send you resources um, and support you on this journey. Okay, so the people whose hands are up, go ahead and take this prayer after me. Dear Father, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I need you. I am lost without you. I need you. uh, Confess. That Jesus is Lord over my life. I believe that you sent him to die for me and for my justification. So today I invite you Jesus into my heart. I want to do life with you. Make your home with me. Transform me and help me to be more like you. Holy Spirit come into my heart and help me to live this life in a way and manner that pleases God I declare that I am saved that I am transformed that I am a new being in Jesus name Amen Father we thank you for everyone who said this prayer we commit them into your hand and to the word of your grace that is able to build them we ask God that you will sustain you will preserve Satan lose your hold over these ones they belong to God body mind soul and spirit we thank you our father and we give you praise we rejoice as heaven rejoices over these ones that have come home in jesus name we have prayed amen and amen and amen god bless you everyone thank you so much for being in service today thank you for signing up to partner with god thank you for listening we hope that the message has blessed your heart to download more free messages please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng. For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.